Hello art fans, welcome to Creative Kaleidoscope. I'm your host, Russell Dunn. Today's episode includes Midwestern Comic-Con fun as we check out an interview with Ben Templesmith from the C2E2 Comic-Con in Chicago, as well as an interview with the Chalk Girl at the Motor City Comic-Con right here in Metro Detroit. And just because we can, this week's episode will have two different paintings for you. Let's kick things off with the first painting. All right, starting with a 12 by 24 stretch canvas. We're going to mark our stencils with a little bit of black. Got some spray paint caps and some Tupperware. We're going to make the first planet with a little bit of fluorescent pink, some yellow. And we'll probably throw some purple in there. And some green, some fluorescent green, a little bit of white. And we're going to crunch up a glossy piece of advertisement newspaper. You know, the advertisements that are in the newspaper, they're a little glossier than your regular newspaper. And pulling it away to get the texture that we want properly. And just kind of working it how we want it to make sure we get the right texture. And we're going to add some depth to the planet using a little bit of black and a little bit of white. Now sometimes for this spot I like to use the cheaper spray paints, the dollar store spray, spray paints are a little more transparent. And now I'm just using orange and I believe it's a fluorescent orange, yep. And some fluorescent green, just making some some planets that'll react really nicely with the black light. And adding some blue. And now we're going to switch it back to a normal piece of newspaper. And that's actually going to give us a pretty cool texture and design from that hole. And we'll see how this one turns out. And... Yeah, I can dig it. So we're gonna put the stencils back on top of the planets. And we're gonna start working out the colors of the sky. And just making sure that the edges of the canvas are covered in paint. You always wanna make sure your edges are covered. And just kinda of dual fist in some red and some blue for the sky. Just kinda. Of back and forth, one over the other. Really making sure that I get the outlines of the planets just right. And I'm still gonna add some more color into the sky. I'm just gonna keep switching it up to whatever colors I want the sky to look like. Right now it's mostly blue and red. Throwing some sparkles in there. This is a glitter spray paint, so want some glitter in there. And that actually looks really cool. And now I'm just re-outlining the planets with some of the fluorescent colors. And the black and the white, of course. For the depth. Now I'm just using this piece of cardstock as kind of a guide for the sky pattern. Whether you want to call them the northern lights, whatever, just the pattern of the sky, the color pattern of the sky. And I've just got it kind of bent into like a little bit of a half circle maybe a, a third of a circle just to keep going in let the whirlwind pattern and just working it
and just keep adding all the colors that we want. Some yellow, some purple, some green, all that fun stuff. And now I'm using the paint shield to create my black horizon. And we're just going to keep marking that horizon with the paint shield and we're adding the water there with some blue paint and making sure that the sides are also done. We're going to use a couple different shades of blue, some deep blue, some light blue, some white, just to give it that ripple effect that we're going to want. And keeping the paint shield up the whole time to keep our horizons marked nice and clean. And just nice quick sprays with your mixture of your blues and if you want to put some fluorescence in there to make the black light shine a little bit more. I also like to add in the color of the planets into my water just in a vertical line straight down, a couple different ones, and then as I work the ripple effect with my fingers, you'll see the shine of the planets and the ripples of the water. And if you do that with fluorescent paint, it will actually really make it pop a lot nicer. And you just kind of move the paint around on the canvas how you want it to look, giving it that nice ripple effect. Keep working it out till you get the exact look that you want on your canvas. Adding a little more color to where I want the planet shine to be. fluorescent colors, a little bit of white, and to amplify the, the shine of the planets off the water, the reflection. And just keep working it. Nice and easy. And just relaying down that black horizon line with the paint shield and the black paint. And now I want to flick my stars on there. Kind of trying to stay in the within the pattern that I made with the cardstock, kind of follow the lines that are in the sky as much as I can, and you know a couple random flicks as well. And I'm just kind of working out those little spots that may have got on the parts of the canvas that we didn't want them on. Real easy to remove, take care of. 
And if you have to change your gloves because you've got too much paint on them, always keep an extra set of gloves nearby. And now I'm just redoing that horizon line again to cover up any little white spots. Adding my shine around the planets. And we're going to take it back to the studio and be back in a second. Moving that paint on canvas is truly a therapeutic feeling. When we get back, we are going to check out our first interview. Every single thing you do is going to get scrutiny from the press. When you hold the seat of power, that's one of the things that goes along with holding that seat. Reporters will look into every single thing that you do, everything you say, every policy you propose, every transaction you've made, every relationship you've ever been in. They're going to look at it. That is their job. The fact that a lot of the coverage so far has been negative is directly related to a lot of stuff that the president has done or said or been involved in or not been truthful about. So yeah, there's negative coverage out there and it goes with the territory. Every president has dealt with it. Every single one. When the new radio media crew took a trip to Chicago for the C2E2 Comic-Con, we had many wonderful opportunities to speak to very talented artists. One of the artists that we spoke with was Ben Templesmith. With new original material out and a unique style, Ben was a very interesting person to speak with. Let's check out that interview. All right, back here at Creative Kaleidoscope at C2E2 at Chicago Comic-Con here with Ben Templesmith. <laughs> What's up, Ben? How's the con, dude? It's pretty good. I wasn't going to say anything for like a minute and just leave you hanging, but I'm very tired, but it's very good. Cool. Well, big fan of like 30 Days a Night and a lot of that. Thank you for knowing who I am. No problem. No Thank problem. You. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yes, for sure. Thank you for doing this interview with us. You're welcome. Yeah. You're um, so you promised I could do something for the, during the interview. On my, on my new club. Um, okay. Face that way a bit more. Okay. Yeah. I'd yeah, like so to ask you like about questions. the stuff that you're writing and publishing on your own. Now, now you're hitting my sweet spot. Right. So, what influence? Mostly, what I do. So, as far as like the process goes, right? Like the process. Does, like, does the like what I'm doing right now? The process. Yes, the process of that. Um, no, but like, how about the? Uh, does the writing influence the art? Or does the art influence the writing? The what? Sorry? Does the art influence the writing or does the writing well, influence the Well, it starts with art? cats and then it goes to the writing and then, and then, and then it, uh, yeah, it always starts with the writing. That's the best right here, man. Thank you. I write stream of conscious, yeah. uh, pure dialogue pretty much, and then I cut it up into layouts. I'm being serious now. And then, uh, because I know what the scene is in my head, but I don't know what they're saying, so I have to write that down. So stream consciousness, then I cut it up into panels with layouts visually. I letter it at the end, there's actually no script, like fully written proper script. There's just words on a piece of paper in a stream of consciousness until I cut, you know, because I know what it is, no one else does. It's all me. I don't write for other people, so that's the process. And then I draw right. it and then it's boring. Right on. Now, for people who, to me, publishing your own stuff is, would be a daunting task. It is. So what like words of advice would you have to anybody uh, who would be, be trying to do it? Don't be stupid like me. Can you elaborate? Uh, if you like risk uh, and reward, then like my, most people work for the, the publishers, so they, they're used to getting a page rate and uh, just, you know, they know what, how much money they're getting for how much they're drawing. I'd rather just draw it all and then try to sell it. And if I sell a lot, I do great. And if I don't sell many, I don't do well at all. So it's, you know, most of my work is uh, creator-owned royalty-based, generally. I do work for hire, but not too much. But uh, it's risky, but it's much more rewarding. 
because you have your own success, as opposed to just being paid to go away and not owning what you do. Right on. And what is some of like the bigger hurdles of like adverse hurdles that you've had to jump in your career as an artist uh, or a writer? Being in business with people that ripped me off for thousands of dollars. Uh, that happened. Um, I don't know. It's going through the grind, making sure you meet deadlines or being switched on to be productive for a day when you're not feeling productive. Right on, right you know, on. How to draw cats on people being interviewed, you know. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Letting me get away with murder. Because I like this hat, but like, yeah. Do you like Vanilla Ice? He's so cool. I like I like the I, uh, what's the one from Three Who's Ninjas? Your? The Three Ninjas song. The Three Ninjas. Really song. Like song. You know a name of a song that Vanilla well, no, Ice he did? He just like did the theme from the Go Ninja Go. I just know that. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. You know more Three than ninjas. I do. 90s kid, dude. Oh, you're a baby. Oh, well, I'll be. That's a very nice hat. Yeah, you're a baby. You're a yeah. child. I'm forty. Oh, you're you're such an adult. I'm a child of the '80s. I am an adult. That's you do have a you, you do have a three piece that. Line. You could eBay that. For I could. Money. Yeah. Can you help me remove this piece of yeah, skin you just skin and skin graft that off. Yeah, no problem, yeah. right? And then you. Sorry, he's got a little lint in there too. It's a little linty. It is. I'm yeah. sure he has got a sweater on today. That's all right. But you're very manicured. I like that. He's got a very nice, Thank nice flat stomach. It was very good canvas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like the uh, three piece suit. Thank you. Yeah. Because I'm getting old. It makes. People think I'm rich, but I bought this for like a hundred bucks in Thailand. So that's that's a lot of money to some people. Uh yeah, it was still a tourist price. Hey. Like I, I've worn this for the last decade, so right on. It's dressed up for my fans, you know. It's respect. For sure. I could be walking around in a sweater and jeans and a baseball cap, but could be right. <laughs> no, but it's like I'm here for the public. The, the the last one, actually, I want to ask you if you if you had any, again, it's. it's a little bit repetitive, but if you had one word of advice or one piece of advice other than don't get ripped off to give to uh, yeah, a, a new artist or someone trying to get past the intimidation of very skilled artists, not being intimidated, what would you say? Uh, I would say to get past if you become friends with someone in a company mm -hmm. and they want you to do work for them, remember that yes, they might be your friend, but they work for a company and that company is not your friend. So if you're gonna do like cheap work, like stuff that really goes above and beyond for someone, that's for that person, great. But try and tie it to a contract so it's linked to that person. That makes that person more valuable to that company. But also you don't wanna be doing something and for someone bleeding blood for, these, for, the, for a company, only to have that, the staff completely change. And then suddenly you did it for no reason at all because you helped them with their job, that's nice but you didn't really help your relationship with the overall company. Because companies are psychopaths. They are there for profit, nothing else. And they can live forever. Mm -hmm. They're not the people that make up the company. So I, I learned that how, like, you can tie your contract for your deal or whatever you're doing to the actual person that you like who you're doing business with. You say, I'll be doing this, but only if this guy is still with you. You can do that. And that really helps you in the long term because you want to build long-term relationships. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to be passed around to different people you don't know. It makes you valuable, makes them valuable, because it makes your project valuable, because it's like, oh, we have to keep this guy, otherwise we lose this whole book. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's a, yeah, it's absolutely, inside, it makes perfect, that's perfect sense. baseball thing, but uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't betray your principle. Don't ever work for free either, except right Amen. in the beginning. Right. But no, you, don't, you shouldn't really work for free. You're worth something. Right, absolutely. Well, you might not. Yeah, most people are worth something. Right. No, you're Thanks, great. Also. You have a great hat. Thank you. Thank man. you for letting me play with you. Uh, thank you for uh, playing with me. Oh, oh anytime. Oh. Anytime I'll play with you. Cool, well, you know. my wife's right there. But... No, thank you very much. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, on with the painting. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Honey, I feel very, very strange. I'm pretty sure something has just happened to us. 
Do you think this has anything to do with National Twilight Zone Day? Could it be <gasps> the Switcheroo Curse? Can I take a drink of their drink and get drunk real fast or no? Is that part of the action or? That would be just a bonus action if you want to take a drink. Can I take a drink? Sure. Cool. Now that I'm drunk, I can use Roll my... a d4. See how big of a drink you took. Oh, sweet. Okay. Hopefully I get drunk. Where's that at? Right? You're going to be a disadvantage if you're drunk. He don't care. Clearly. Uh, actually, no. I have... When I get drunk, I get like a bonus in my staff. What? Are you kidding me? No, it's true. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Um, Wait okay, a minute, so you when, took, like, when a did semi- this happen? I have drunk strength, bro. You should give like some backstory to that. Yeah, please. Oh, I've just enlighten become, the audience here. You know, after the years of messing around and becoming an alcoholic, I just I, I don't feel pain. I feel stronger when I'm drunk. It's just it's like the drunken master. Yeah, uh, pretty much. the drunken. You, like, you are you are Jack, the wizard form of Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get back to painting. And we are sealing up that paint real quick with a little bit of flame. Just uh, use it very, very carefully. Make sure you get that out of there. And now we're going to add the trees with uh, our acrylic paint pen. And this process is pretty much the same always. And you can do this with anything, any paint brush, whatever you want. I just like the acrylic paint pens. As you guys know, it just it's a little more accurate. Gotta keep the tips clean. And I just like to make a, a guiding line for the trunk and all the, the palm fans or the trees, leaves, and the branches. And then I just do this little tiny M pattern all the way up that sits one on top of the, one on top of the other. And it gives it that palm tree trunk style. That's a little bit rigid and you can really tell it's a palm tree trunk. And there I'm just keeping that tip clean. Because the paint is only sealed so much, it isn't completely sealed. And this would be a time that you would typically want to let the paint dry before you hit it with the paint pen. And we're just working the palm fans. Same way we always do, just stay in with our guidelines. fill it all in here shortly with the black and we'll let it dry just can't keep that tip clean especially with that wet paint you don't want to ruin your marker start the other tree. Remember a nice guideline for the trunk. And just the little M pattern. Just one M resting on top of another M all the way up to where the beginning of the palm fan start. The leaves. And we do the, the guidelines for the leaves the same we do as for the trunk. Just a line in the middle and build your leaf around it. So it's symmetrical how you want it. It's the direction you want it. It's the right length, the right size. 
once you get the outline shape all drawn in, then you fill it up. You fill in the outlines with black. And remember, always easier to do this on a dry painting. I just always am in a rush against time to get these done. And it's really just the same thing each time. Nine times out of ten I prefer to use the acrylic paint pen, but every once in a blue moon I will use some black spray paint with a paintbrush or just some regular black acrylic paint and paintbrush or a different kind of pen or ink it just depends what you're going for what kind of texture what kind of appearance the juxtaposition of the paints on on one another but typically when I'm drawing over the semi-glossed aerosol paint, I like to use a matte acrylic paint pen. And I usually do the base of the trees in black and then add some detail with, with just a little bit of white. Or sometimes I just do the tree black and leave it. A nice way that you can add the white though if you do use the aerosol paint and paintbrush is you can use the palette knife to mark your details instead of using a white paint pen, which I use on the trees like this. I like to use the white paint pens. And just keep filling in the tree. Coloring it in. And one thing that these types of paintings are great to learn too, a reason that they're great to learn is you can pretty much do use this as a background template for a lot of different subject pieces of subject matter. You know, um, you can really let your imagination run wild and you can throw some, some cool scenery behind it pretty easily. Especially once the aerosol paint has dried, it's a very easy paint to work on top of with the acrylic paint. And if you get painter's tape, you can always uh, do your acrylic work first and tape it off if it's the main subject is, is rather large. And then spray your aerosol and do the designs you want to do. But if you're going to use, and you're not, if you're not going to free freehand it with the acrylic paint pens or anything like that, a thing to consider getting would be... Uh, like a chalk pencil or a uh, oil pencil, a white one, so you can just kind of sketch your drawing on top of it because you're not going to be able to do it with a regular pencil, at least not and be able to see it well. And this is where I'm adding in the detail to the, the palm trees with the white marker I was talking a little bit about earlier. Which, if this is done with aerosol paint and a paintbrush, you can do this whole part with a palette knife. 
and it does actually give it a, a bit different look. A bit tighter look, I guess, detail-wise. But I think this this gives it a much more predominant look. You can really get the idea of all the details of the tree and it really makes the tree stand out against the background. And it's a little easier to control as far as the paint goes and what you want the eye to catch. And just keep working the rest of the palm fans with the, where you want your little bits of light detail on it. Get an overhead view. Now, once this is done, I will add some touch-ups to the planet and to the sky with the airbrush. I will bring it in the studio and do some touch-ups with the airbrush. But before I do that, I'm going to sign it and date it. And this is what it looks like after it leaves the airbrush studio. So keep tuned in, and we got another painting coming up. Alright, so we're starting this painting with five different stencils on our 16 by 20 stretched canvas. We've got um, three different paint caps got a lid for a pan and we've got a Tupperware. We marked them all off with the black. And for this planet I am just squirting down some acrylic paint. Just kind of some different colors. Some neon colors, some glow colors, and just kind of spraying them on so when I add my newspaper, newspaper piece fill out that whole planet. And now I'm using a completely glossy piece of paper and we're going to see how this works. Just kind of working that paint out as much as I can. And there's a lot of paint left over so we're going to do another pull. There we go. Now we're going to add some depth to the planet, a little bit of shine with the black and white spray paint. Then we're going to put our pot lid back on there. And we're going to use some fluorescent paints for our other planets, you know, of course. I like all my planetary pieces to really pop in the black light, so we're going to use another glossy advertisement piece of newspaper. And we're going to peel it and add some depth to the planet with a little bit of black and a little bit of white. place the stencil back down and now we're just going to do three moons the way we normally do moons a little gray a little white a little bit of built a little bit of black gray white and black whichever order you feel like doing it in is totally fine and now I'm just using a normal piece of newspaper and just kind of crunching it up to get the designs that I want in my moons. And now I place the stencils back on top of all the planets and I'm going to fill in the sky, fill in the sides of the canvases or each sides each side of the canvas rather. You never have a finished canvas unless the sides are painted. So they say now I'm just, you know, dual fisting some colors that I think will look good together. I think this is a red and some purple for the sky. 
gloss or semi-gloss. Trying to stay balanced with all of it as well. There's going to be more paint added to it, other colors added to it, but just want to stay as balanced as possible. And again here we've got a cardstock that we're just kind of folding around to get some designs in there. Kind of a some different lines in the galaxies. Kind of a whirlpool design, I guess you could say. And this would be one of those ones that really there's no wrong colors to use. It's just kind of whatever you want to mesh together and whatever you think is going to look good whatever colors you think are going to play well with each other. And you can get as creative as you want, use as much paint as you want. Just remember the more paint you use, if you feel like you need to do a flame seal at the end, be very, very careful. Just continuing to Work in some designs into the background. Just kind of working in the lines that you want. And I'm using a lot of fluorescent colors for these lines because those are what I really like to pop in the, with the black light. It's kind of the the designs in the galaxy and. different pieces of the universe, if you will. Right now I'm just using the green fluorescent paint right along with the pink fluorescent paint on top of that grape purple and cherry red background and sometimes you can get lucky and get all the detail that you want done with the cans and the stencils but I always find once it's all dry you can really make the paintings a lot more in-depth and a lot more intricate by bringing them inside and adding some more details with the airbrush or your acrylic paints. But we're gonna go back to the studio and we'll be back in a little bit to finish this painting. Coming up, an interview with another amazing artist from another Midwestern Comic-Con, the Chalk Girl at the Motor City Comic-Con right here in Metro Detroit. Ah, hello. And welcome to Rapstapiece Theater. Today, we'll be taking a quick look into the rap game with the help of our guide, Understand Rap, explanations of confusing rap lyrics you and your grandma can understand. So, let's dive in, shall we? Ah, yes, a classic. I remember this one from my younger days. A young kid running the block with punk busters trying to sleep me. Got the scoop on how to get a bulletproof. <laughs> of course, the late and great Tupac Shakur was talking about his bulletproof vest and the easiness at which he could acquire one. Something that could be the key to survival when some fools try to test you. And test you, they will.
Here at New Radio Media, we get great opportunities to attend super fun events and interact with true amazing talent. The Motor City Comic Con was one of those super fun events that we were fortunate enough to be a part of. And getting a chance to speak with artist Ben Zwalski Tobias, aka The Chalk Girl, was an opportunity to speak with true amazing talent. Let's check out what she had to say about her work using sidewalk chalk as her sole medium. And we're back here on Creative Kaleidoscope here with Chalk Girl at Motor City Comic Con. First of all, how's your con? Pretty darn good. How's yours? Not bad, not bad. So you do things with sidewalk chalk. What's your story? Tell me how you got into it. Lay it on me. All right. I was bored. I went out on my driveway. I decided to draw the first Harry Potter book cover, took a photo of it. A year later, I applied for a position at a theme park, and they said, hey, that's really cool. We're going to make you a position. So for the next five summers, I drew one picture a day, every day. They would wash it down. I'd do a new one the next day. Um, and then in 2016, my husband and I said, let's take a chance. And we entered our first convention, and we just started drawing, and it became a thing. That's amazing. Congratulations on your success. So how did you decide on sidewalk chalk as a medium opposed to other things? Um, again, like just the whole boredom thing, it kind of turned into a, more of a practice after a while. Um, and although you might not think so, chalk is a really forgiving medium. Um, so if I mess up, it's really easy to fix those mistakes. Wonderful. So a lot of this work is pretty awesome. I mean, not all of it's really awesome. I don't mean to say it. Um, Explain to me, you were kind of telling me like how your something gets from point A to point B. You are kind of breaking that down for me. How's that going? Um, so pretty much I find the picture that I enjoy. I go into Photoshop. I put a grid over it. Uh, and then we do that same grid, only bigger, on a big canvas. Um, and like I said, they all start off pretty darn large. And then we, when I'm done with the picture, we take a photo of it and send it off to a printer. Right on. So what keeps you inspired, I guess? Um, well, all the pictures behind me are pretty much stuff that I like love to do. I'm not, I mean, I am motivated by what my, my fan base really likes, um, but I do draw the things that I love. So I guess that's kind of always, I'm never really drawing something that I like, oh my gosh, this is annoying. Um, but so just pretty much comic books, pop culture, um, anything that has to do with like magic or fantasy, um, that's about it. So on my show, I always ask people, one question and that would be what would if you could tell an aspiring artist anything give one piece of advice on the route to success what would that be um i would have to go with take take the leap uh that's what we ended up doing and it turned out to be something really great for us uh and we just we kind of benefited from it um take the leap and find a mentor to help you through that leap that would be my advice well thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your con you too after the break, more painting. My name's Danielle and uh, I'm here uh. to say I love this show in a major way. I'm having fun with my husband Bill and I hope you say you will. Join us every single day we're gonna have some fun your way. Oh, you guys were the ones who were supposed to be bringing me the provisions? Yes. You really took some time to get over here. Better late than never. Yeah, I guess that's pretty true. Um. What took you so long? Oh my we god. We had a run-in with a few um, Five or six. unsavory oh, characters. Shit happens. And oh, so we had to I'm delay I'm so sorry a bit. for you guys. Uh, everything okay? We, we turned out fine. We got some rest and we're, we're good to go now. But died we just once. wanted to make sure that these provisions... <laughs> you just say you died? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Uh, well, we... uh, I'm glad you're back. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had an unplanned nap. Um, this is the best way to put that. Those, those are the best kinds of naps. We just wanted to make sure these provisions got to you on the order of Leroy. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty thankful for these these provisions. They really. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we were getting low in stock. Now let's check out what we put on our canvases. So we're still working on our 16 by 20 canvas, the one with five planets on it, or two planets and three moons. And again, this would be a type of painting that you could either let stand alone as just like a space painting, or you could add something on the foreground as your main subject and use this as a background for your painting. That's one of the beauties of these types of paintings is you can get them done quickly and they can really make for interesting backgrounds. So just keep switching up the colors to add into the background. And I just want everything to play nicely off each other. And some white, some yellow. And again, on this piece, it's just, just use whatever you want. It's all for fun. Unless you have, you know, a specific color scheme you're trying to stay in mind with, or there's just something special that you want to do with the painting. But right now, I'm just kind of choosing what I think will look good. And just keep working it. I'm just adding some shine to the planets, the moons. And I like to spray right on the caps. a little easier to do and working that shine on there and add some black add some depth to it to the back of our planets and again just spraying it right at the stencil seems to work really well now just spraying our fingers up with some white to flick on the stars. Trying to follow the pattern as much as I can. Make sure you shake off as much excess paint as necessary before you start flicking it on there. Otherwise you're gonna get big blobs of paint. And it won't look very star-like. But it really does give it a better appearance if you try and stay with the pattern that you sprayed with the cardstock. It really makes like the galaxy swirl much stronger. And make sure you get on both sides of your planets too because it's easy to spray or flick one side of the planet and miss the other because of the stencils. And even after all this is dry, I like to find some of the bigger paint blobs, I guess you could say the bigger dots, and turn them into more predominant stars. Now I'm just adding a little bit of more shine to the planet. I'm just kind of working the edge with some, some newspaper. And this will be a planet that will get touched up more as I bring it 
into the indoor studio and have a chance to go over it with the airbrush. But I want to try and get it as perfect as I can before that time. just by how the paint is acting that I'm going to bring it into the studio for an airbrush for an airbrushing and a little bit of acrylic work just to tighten it up and now I've replaced the stencil just to redefine my lines of that planet and that's the planet that we actually just use the acrylic paint to get the colors for. And that's a little bit tighter. And now it's time to sign it. Sign and date. And you've got a nice finished space painting. And here's what it looks like after it has been hit up with the airbrush and a little bit of acrylic paint. And we'll see you next week. As always, thank you very much for checking out the show this week. And remember, I would love to see some of the artwork that you are creating. Feel free to share it with us on the Creative Kaleidoscope Facebook page at CK Podcast or on Twitter at CK Vidcast. If there are any episodes you have missed, remember you can watch the episodes anytime on demand on newradiomedia.com or download the app from your app store. Just search NRM Streams with a Z. I'll see all of you the same time, same place, only here on New Radio Media. Peace.